Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 84 of In the Middle of It, the podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so glad that you're with me today. Summer is well on its way, and I don't know about you guys, but I am trying to soak up every minute of it which I have to admit has been challenging because of the circumstances that we're living in right now. Between COVID-19 and the turmoil that has gripped our nation for the past few weeks in the form of protests and rioting, it's been a little overwhelming, at least for me. In fact, if I focus on the circumstances, it's so easy for me to get sucked into feeling despair and helplessness. I'm asking myself questions like, how can I make a difference? This feels way too big for me to have any kind of impact. And whether it's coronavirus or injustice and prejudice, I am feeling so inadequate. And I'm curious if you're feeling that way too. But for me, that is not the headspace where I'm choosing to live. I refuse to accept that my actions, however small and insignificant, won't make a difference. And while I can and will write letters and petition and protest, I believe that you can't legislate change in people's hearts. You can't make laws that are going to change people's mindsets. And while we can and should create new policies and new laws that will regulate people's behaviors, true change has to go beyond that. Now, a couple of episodes ago, I shared a story about a little boy picking up starfish on the beach one at a time, and the beach was strewn with thousands of starfish, and he was throwing them back in one by one into the ocean, and a man came up to him and asked, why are you doing this? Like, you're not even making a dent in anything. You're not making any kind of difference at all, and the little boy held up one of the starfish and said, I'm making a difference with this one. And I am clinging to that story and I'm telling it again today because I think it is a great picture of exactly what I believe and hold to be true. And that is when it comes to making a difference, I've been thinking a lot about what I can do, where I am, the way that I'm equipped and gifted with the people who are in my sphere of influence. And I believe that my and possibly your calling is to change the world one teen at a time, to help each one feel seen and heard and understood and valued, to treat each teen with dignity. And for me, it is so important that as I move forward, that I cast a vision and work to create unity with the teens in my sphere of influence. Now, I know I've shared with you before that this is one of my biggest strengths and one of my biggest challenges, to be able to easily see the big picture and to cast vision. I love doing that. That's one of my favorite all-time things. It's my jam. But I've also shared that the details are much harder for me. I have to lean in and do the hard work of laying out what the specifics look like whenever I do cast a vision. And in this case, here's what I've come up with. So whether you're a big picture person or a detail guru, I'd like to invite you to join me in these things. Because when we all do something, microscopic or not, it all adds up to big shifts in our world. 
So what I'm sharing with you now is my plan, my details for what I want to do to affect change in my world. And again, I'm inviting you into this with me. So number one, I am going to show up. I'm going to show up in conversations, especially the hard ones where it's uncomfortable, where either I am going to have to model what it looks like to graciously admit when I'm wrong and be okay and lean in when I'm called out on something that I'm ignorant about or wrong about. And I'm also going to have to lean in and show up in the conversations where it's hard because I'm calling out people who I love. And that whole idea of leaning in when it's hard, when it's uncomfortable, when my pride wants me to argue back and argue that, no, what I'm doing, that wasn't my intention. None of that matters. What matters is being able to say truthfully and plainly and clearly, you're right. I'm wrong. Next time I will do better. Okay, so showing up and being able to do that, that's, that's step one. Okay, the next thing on my list is that I want to educate myself and then educate my teens about what true history is versus what we're sometimes taught in the classroom. And just to give you an example, um, there's a great book that I found called Lies My Teacher Told Me. I'll include a link to it in my show notes. And it is uh, a detailing of some of the things that are part of our history that are not included in the facts and figures that were taught in the traditional textbooks in our classrooms. And these are fascinating stories. In fact, my plan is to start sharing some of them through my social media accounts and things like that. But and you guys know that I love a good story, right? That's why I love to read so much. And this book is really doing a great job of highlighting some of the lesser known incidents in our history. So things like the Tulsa massacre and, um, and other things like that. So I'll be sharing more of that. And again, I'll have a link to that in my show notes at theishgirl.com forward slash EP84. Okay, the other thing that I want to do is to carefully examine my biases and also any unhelpful thought patterns that I might have. And I was introduced to an amazing tool online um, by one of my good friends today, actually. I thought it was so perfect that I'm recording this episode today and we just happened, quote unquote, happened to have this conversation. I think everything happens for a reason. And what this is, is a website where it tests your bias and you can do it in several different areas. I've already taken the one that tests your bias between um, European um, Americans. I can't remember the, the exact terminology, but basically it's it's testing your bias between um, black people and white people. And I took one where it tests your bias against fat people and thin people. And there's like a whole list of different exercises that you can go through where afterwards it gives you a um, kind of a, a, a little summary of where you fall on the spectrum of your bias. And it's so helpful and informative. And um, I have to say, some of it surprised me. So again, in my show notes, I have a link to that. And it, it will be there. And I highly recommend that you go and take a couple of those and have your teens do so as well. Now, the other thing that I want to do with this educating myself in my teens is um, I really want to make it personal for them. And so being able to find ways to make connections to their own lives and their own experiences with the stories and the information that I'm I'm 
sharing with them is something that I know is super important because the more connected they feel to it, the more impact it's going to make. The next thing on my list is that I want to model and guide critical thinking um, with my teens. And just an example of this, again, I'm going back to the book that I told you about a minute ago, Lies My Teacher Told Me, and this was part of the introduction. And it really resonated with me because I feel like this is what I really wanted so badly as a social studies teacher is to help my students do this. And that is to think critically about the information that you're looking at and question everything. Look at the bias in all forms of media, in textbooks, in articles, in fiction, in um, news stories, in movies. Like figure out how to look at something and question the background, the intent, the motivation, like all of the different pieces that go into when um, a piece of content is created and really look at, at what's behind things rather than just memorizing dates and facts. And then also using critical thinking to figure out what the big picture is and then compare that to your personal experience. And also being aware and cognizant of the fact that you do not know what you don't know. And ignorance is not the same thing as maliciousness, but it can be just as harmful. So I want to make sure that they know how to think critically and examine things and question things. Okay, the next thing on my list is that I want to intentionally seek out those who don't look like me to develop relationships, period. Not for having a token friend of another color, not to pick their brains, not for anything other than to develop a friendship, a relationship, a place where we can go deep and be real with one another over time. And again, this goes back to something I talked about in a previous episode, which is that proximity breeds understanding. And if I'm not rubbing elbows with the people that I'm trying to learn about and uh, and bring into my sphere and have intimate relationships with, then then I can't speak to anything, right? In fact, one of the conversations that I had with a friend of mine, and she shared that she has a black friend who was talking to her about how over the past few weeks, after everything that happened with George Floyd, people were trying to talk to her frankly and openly and honestly. And she said one of the things that her friend shared with her was that people were asking, what do you want to be called? Do you want to be called black or African-American? And this woman just so wisely was telling my friend, I want to be called by my name. I don't want to be called black by you. I don't want to be called African-American by you. I want to be called by my name. And I just, that's so profound to me because isn't that exactly it in a nutshell? We're not talking about a big group. We're talking about individuals and we're talking about getting to know individuals and becoming a collective we versus a them versus us. Okay, and then the last thing on my list, which it's on any list that I have surrounding my teens, right? And that's this. I am going to fiercely love the teens in my life, not just my own, 
but the teens who are within my sphere of influence. I want to invest time. I want to become a student of who they are. I want to listen to them. I want to challenge their thinking in lively conversations. And I want to communicate to them that they are heard and understood. Now, putting this list out there is my way of holding myself accountable for following through, which is another challenge of mine, as I shared in the last episode of In the Middle of It. Now, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasters yesterday, and she spoke with a guest whose job it is, like she's literally paid to go in and talk with people and answer their questions and and educate them about the different issues of um, racial injustice and inequity. And as they had this very frank discussion about where the host missed the mark in issues of racial injustice and systematic problems around it, her guest pointed out that this is not a one and done issue. It is complex and it is going to take time and dedication to shifting mindsets and patterns and behaviors that are so often embedded so deeply that we don't even recognize them. I am committed to engaging in that process, and I would love for you to join me in it as well. So whether you're a parent of teens or a teacher of teens, I am inviting you, begging you really, to step out to work to make a difference, to start in your circle, to not discount the power of small steps, to tackle this head on one teen at a time. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I am truly grateful that you shared your time with me and that you listened and that you leaned in with me today. If In the Middle of It encourages you or helps you in any way, I would be so honored if you would leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. Not only would it make my day, my week, and my year, it also helps others just like you find the podcast. So until next time, from an ish girl who is headed to the backyard to soak up some summer sun during my lunch break, I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together.